0: What a morning, don't you just want to kind of cry and cry? How marvelous is our God? What is He like? It's so awesome to be together. I'm grateful to get to share with you this morning. Um, Oh, thanks every time. Thanks, honey. Um, I'm so glad I get to share with you on love. You probably will... You've probably either heard me share this before, or you will again, because it's pretty much what I've become convinced of, and so it's really one of my life messages, and so I'm really glad to share with you. I'm not going to share anything new that you don't already know, because I'm just going to read passage after passage. Is that all right? Well, we have, we're in Advent. These are the four weeks leading up to Christmas Eve, and We had Guile speak to us on hope and on joy. And then our beloved Israel spoke to us about peace last week. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, I would really, really commend you to. Um, And this week we're gonna talk about love. So the passage that we're gonna be we've been using is in Romans. Romans 5, 1 through 8. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for us, who were ungodly. And very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, while we were enemies with God, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. You know, I I began to think about Advent and, like, hope, joy, peace, love, and I thought, we all have, like, a kitchen towel that's saying that right now, or, like, (laughs) but not only us, anyone, you know, everyone, even those who don't follow God, they're going to have peace, joy, love ornaments, or um, whatever possibly it could be, right? They're going to be saying peace, joy, hope, love, Uh, but the reason that we say that as we lead up to jesus's birth is because it's only jesus that we have those things whoever else who doesn't know god is spouting off those words they don't even know the meaning of them because it's in jesus that we have hope it's in jesus that we can have joy even joy in suffering it's in him our hearts rejoice and that we can have joy and we know that jesus is our only peace He has become our peace for us. He's the Prince of Peace. It's him, right? It's only him. And we know that God is love. And so Jesus expresses love. He demonstrates the love for us that God has. So I just began to think, oh my goodness. We're saying these words, but it's Jesus who fulfills them all. And so we await his birth. We long for him to come. We long for those things to be fulfilled in us. Hope, joy, peace, love. We're desperate for him, you know? And I begin to think, you know, in this, everyone who lives here and doesn't know God, they're under the philosophy of the age or still convinced that they can run their own life, that they'll be saved through their knowledge or their good ideas or their good works or whatever it is, Right. And I thought, man, anyone right now who's trying to tell us how to live, any possible person who's saying, I'm a leader, and this is actually how you should think, and if you don't think this way, you're dumb, and soon you'll come to realize this is how to live. If there's anyone other than Jesus trying to tell us how to live, it's a farce. Because at the end of the day, I can't think of one of those persons who's laid down their life for me. Not one of them. But who's laid down his life for us? It's Jesus. He demonstrated in God. God demonstrated his love. He poured it out onto us in Jesus, and he died for us. And not one person, not one talking head, not one politician is laying down their life for us. It's only Jesus. And so as we talk about love today, we know we have real, Jesus has real authority to speak to us about love because he's putting his money where his mouth is right he's putting love into action he's not running his mouth about something hey this is how you should live he actually lived it and then gifted it to us so as you can tell i'm very passionate about this and i just want to exhort you today so this is really good news this is really good news for us But Jesus has authority. He's the only one who has authority to tell us how to live. He lived a perfect life. He died for us. And he is the son of God. Are you ready? Okay, now I'm about to read you some of my favorite passages of scripture. These are like in me to the core. I love them. So basically, I'm not sharing a message. It's really John who's sharing it. Um, And I, I... I'm so convinced of what I'm going to share with you, and I really pray that if you aren't convinced already um, from your walk with the Lord or from, uh, yeah, from your walk with the Lord, that, that the Holy Spirit will convince you that what I'm saying is true, that what Paul's saying is true, that what John's going to say is true, what Jesus says is true. I hope you'll be convinced because this is the way forward for us, okay? Who to How to who? okay now this is going to show us it's he's weaving such a tail it's ropes going in and out and it's showing what jesus did and what our response is going to be and the minute he starts to say what our response is he says what jesus did and after the minute he says what jesus did he says what our response is okay dear friends let us love one another for love comes from god as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, he urges them, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Look, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God's love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and that he lives in us. He's given us his spirit. That's the same thing Paul said in Romans. And we have seen and testify. John saw Jesus with his own eyes. He heard him with his own words. And we have seen and we testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. And if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. That's so weird to say we know we're convinced of Jesus as Christ the Lord, and so we're relying on love. Doesn't that seem odd? That our belief in Jesus is that we're relying on love, and we know the love God has for us? Look, God is love. Am I still on this screen? Okay. (laughs) God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. Look, here's, here's our response. Here's what God's done. We love because he first loved us, and whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love his brother or sister whom they have seen cannot possibly love God whom they have never seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. Here it is. God sent his son. He loved us. He says our response is going to be that we love each other. And, and John's saying some pretty extreme things, right? He's showing us the significance of this message. We can't say that we know God if we're not loving other people. He's saying it, it would be unfathomable to say, I love God. You've never even seen God, John says. How can you say you love God, but you don't love people? It's unfathomable to John, right? He's saying, in fact, you don't know God. If you don't love people, that's really, really extreme. Is this a heavy revy, as John would say? <laughs> you know, I would read this verse probably 18 years ago, 16 years ago, and I would say, oh, what? I'd be cut to the heart because I take things so literally and I'd see how important John was saying this. And I thought, man, what I care about is to show people how dumb they are what I care about is to show people how right I am. And I really am right, and they really are wrong. (laughs) And so I would say, I must not know God. And so I would just ask him and ask him, please help me to be a person that's loving. Please, I don't even know you because I'm not loving. My aim is to be right. I am. My aim is not to be loving. Please help me to grasp you. Please help me to know and rely on the love that you have for me. And I would earnestly and earnestly pray when I re- read these passages that I would be a person of love. And so if any of you can see any love in me, we know that that's a solid prayer. <laughs> okay, let's see what, what uh, Paul is saying love is, you know? We're seeing how it's so wrapped up in the gospel that if we believe the gospel, we're going to be loving. But what is it to be loving? Here's some more extreme statements. Are you ready? Look, if I speak in the tongues of angels and of men, and I don't have love, I'm a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries, I understand all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. What? I can grasp all knowledge and all prophecies, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing? If I'm not loving, I don't know God. Now Paul's saying, if I don't have love I'm nothing all those things amount to nothing that's pretty intense this is how seriously these guys are taking love if I give all I possess to the poor I give my body to hardship that I may boast but I don't have love I gain nothing love is the way he says look this is what love is and we know that God is love John said it for us Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. And that's where I was hung up, very prideful. It is not proud. It's not trying to be right. It does not dishonor others. Love doesn't speak about others behind their backs. Love upholds others. Love honors people behind their backs. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. And later on, Paul says, look, follow the way of love, you know? And that's what we're seeking to do, right? We're seeking to follow the way of love because we're here saying we're seeking to follow Jesus. He showed us the way of love. He gave up his life for us. He demonstrated what love was. Can we just pause as we look at this? This is what the Lord is asking of us. He's saying you you can have it all and it won't be anything if love is lacking. Lord help us. Okay, are you ready for some more, John? Have you ready? Okay, check out some of these things. I mean, you got to read First John after this message because I'm just taking little portions, but he's just nailing us, nailing us. He's just saying, here it is. Here's the gospel. Here's the way forward. Listen to this. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. What great love the Lord has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Well, if God is love and we're his children, then we're people of love, right? That's our last name, Anna Love, Lucas. No, Anna Lucas Love, <laughs> right? This is your last name. See what great love the Lord lavished on us that he called us to be his children. So we're going to be children of love. And this is where he just sits. You know, first we saw John saying, we can't say we know God if we're, we don't love. In fact, we can't say we love God if we don't love other people. Then we see Paul saying, you can have, all, you can have it all, but if you lack love, it's nothing. you gain nothing. And now here is the heavy revvy. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other anyone who does not have love remains in death what what there must be something about love that we don't understand it's so tethered to the gospel and to who god is that if we're lacking it we haven't fully understand the life we have in jesus Right? The Holy Spirit has to give us an understanding, a new perspective of how we're going to view other people and what love is. We have to, or we're going to remain in death. He showed us this way. It's not a heavy burden for us to know. He already showed it to us, right? Because this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We didn't lay down our life for him. He laid it down for us. He's the one who showed us what love was. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. You know, the father's the one lavishing love on us. He's the one bringing us into the way of life. And he's the one laying down his life for us. You see, even as he's telling us, I urge you to love. He's saying how he's doing all the work. He's pouring out his love, laying down his life, and leading us into life itself. And here, here he's summing it all up. And this is his command. This is Jesus' command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. So I said to Nathan and Michelle, is it like our hashtag as believers, like hashtag believe in love? He's just saying, number one, to believe in the name of Jesus and to love one another. These are the hallmarks of who we are. This is like ground zero has to be the case that we're going to believe in Jesus. And in light of what Jesus has done, in light of the love, the Lord's lavished on us, we're going to be laying down our lives for other people. Are you in? We see it's the way of life. It's the way of life for us if we don't embrace it, there's death for us because this is what Jesus is saying is the way to life and he He showed it to us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. So that's the third time saying the Lord has given us his Holy Spirit in amongst all this love talk, right? Not only did Jesus lavish his love on us, die for us, but then he gave us a n- saved us into life and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who gave it to us, right? He just keeps saying, more, more, more. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. I'm delighting in you. I want to keep giving you gifts. It's really, really good news for us. In light of what Jesus did, we can love one another. He's given us his spirit to empower us, to convince us of his love, and to help us live it. Are you good with partnering with the Holy Spirit to live the way of love, to live into life everlasting? Okay, so now we've heard from John, we've heard from Paul a couple different times, but what does Jesus have to say regarding this? He says, look, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And look, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples If you love one another. Could we read that again all together? Jesus' own words to us. A new command I give you. Love You know, I'm, I'm convinced it's true. This weird story happened to me, whereby I had an appointment every single month for 30 minutes for like seven years, right? And the woman I had an appointment with says to me, she doesn't believe in God, she lives her life, but she's a loving person. You know, she really is a cool person. 30 minutes every month I spend with her, that's it. And she says to me, I don't believe in Jesus, but I think if I were to, I know that you really follow him because you're so loving. What? You're saying verbatim what Jesus said would be the case. I'm with you for 30 minutes every four weeks. How do you know that I'm Jesus' disciple? Because I was loving. You know, this woman who doesn't know God or follow her, follow him, asked me to be her mentor for the society she was in. She, I spent 30 minutes with her, right? She then, for my wedding, did a whole, um, like, everyone's nails, everyone gets a massage, all the people my bride. She was compelled to do it. I didn't ask her. It's not like we were close. We spent 30 minutes together every month for an appointment. And she knew and was convinced that I knew Jesus and was following him because she said I was loving. So we know that prayer is powerful because previously I begged the Lord to help me to be a loving person until it finally happened for me. You know, I could see the perspective that the Holy Spirit wants to give us, that in light of what Jesus did, we can love one another and that we'll be people of love because our Father is love. Isn't that wild, someone to say it from their own mouth? I know that you follow Jesus. What makes it confusing is when the people of God aren't loving. Because that wouldn't make any sense. Right? That doesn't make any sense. We're living in death if we're not loving. Jesus poured out in generous amounts his love on us and that's our posture towards the world and the people around us and definitely the people in this room right we're the family of god we've believed jesus and so being people of love is our trademark if we're followers of jesus through and through it's our trademark are you in are we all getting tattoos or what's going on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's so significant. It, the words that are being used, right, they're so extreme and so significant. This is so much of who we are, we won't be able to get around it. It is our trademark. And here's how it went down. God is love, we're his children. So we are children of love. Jesus demonstrated his love even more Look, when he's saying that to this, his disciples, he hadn't even died yet. He just loved them in his life. And then he showed it even more in his death. He died on our behalf when we were against him. And so that helps us know that even if someone's against us, we can love them. It doesn't, it's inconsequential to us because it was inconsequential to Jesus. We will be people of love despite whoever it is. And we see it modeled in Jesus. He's not asking us to do anything that he didn't do. Jesus demonstrated his love even more by dying for us on our behalf. He paid the penalty. He loves us. And he said love is what's going to identify us with him. That's our identifier. That's our trademark. Not only that, but the Father God gives us his Holy Spirit to confirm his love even more and then to empower and equip us to live a life of love. And lastly, we see that Jesus and all who followed him, obviously John was with him witnessing it all. Paul was taught by Jesus after his resurrection. Jesus and all who followed him tell us that if we are disciples of Jesus, loving others is the response, and it's the outcome of our life in him, right? He really, really wanted us to get this. He he demonstrated in multiple ways, lavishing love upon us, calling us his children, adopting us. Jesus died for us, and then he sends the Holy Spirit to help us and convince us of his love and that he's coming back for us. So how can we possibly be people of love Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> How can we be people of love? We can meditate on Jesus' teachings and his life. You know, multiple times Paul says, if you want to get refired up, if you want to, like, come back into reality, just start to contemplate Jesus and what he did. If you want a new attitude, start to consider Jesus' life. And so we can, we can meditate and think about what Jesus did and what he said to help us to be loving. We can study how the early church loved one another. We see letter after letter of what's going down and acts, how they're, how they're seeking to love one another. They're giving their money, their possessions. They're laying down their lives for one another, right? We can run into God's arms of love, right? We can just... Oh, we can get so hugged up in the love God has for us we can immerse ourselves in the gospel that we didn't do one thing for God to love us and choose us save us die for us give us the Holy Spirit we didn't do one thing and we can run into those arms again and again and again we can ask the Lord for forgiveness for not loving others It's really serious to him obviously this is my favorite because of what I've testified and witnessed to in my own life but we can ask the Holy Spirit for his life of love perspective and we can ask the Holy Spirit for help and power to be a person of love we really got to ask we're convinced of it but we got to play it out you got to help me right Ask the Lord and others for ideas of how to love those around you. You may be stuck, but there's an idea there that can come. The Holy Spirit can bring it, other people have an idea. And then we can put love into practice. I'm sure this week we're going to have a lot of opportunities. No? (laughs) You know, one of the things John says is let's not love with words, but in action and in truth, you know? Let's not say we love God and hate our brother, but let's put it into action, the love we have for God. And we can practice this week. We might not be perfect people of love, but the Holy Spirit will help us. We're going to be around our families of origin, maybe, maybe not. Is there anyone in this room we need to consider? You know, is there anyone we could love in this room this week by, while some of us are with our families of origin? There's a lot of love that we could bring about this week or a lot of practice that can happen. Could we begin to... Well... Look, uh, in a few days is going to be Christmas... And at Christmas, we, one of the practices we have is to give gifts to the people we love, right? What kind of gifts did Jesus give us and keeps giving us? He gave us his own self. He, he broke his whole body down for us. He died for us. He gave us the gift of Himself. He gave us our inheritance. He gave us a new last name. He gave us life everlasting. He gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gave us gifts of the Spirit. He gave us each other. What out? He just keeps giving and giving and giving, you know? And as Dane and I were asking the Lord what to give our family members that we love, like, Lord, do you have any ideas of what we can give as gifts? Um, Dane said, and Lord, what... Lord Jesus, what could we give you as a gift? And I just know, I know the gift we can give him is to love one another. That's what he really wants. That's really what pleases him. And you know, when I think about the people I love, I, when it, I think, what would please them? What would like delight them on Christmas morning? What would help them to know I know them? So I want to give them this gift, you know? And for Jesus, the gift is that we love each other. That's what he really wants, not only on Christmas, but all the time as his people. But he gave us the gift of love, and now he wants us to give it. And he empowers us to do it by his Holy Spirit. Could we take communion together now in celebration of all the gifts the Lord's given us? Can we like cheer each other and like toast with his blood saying, you gave your life for us. How marvelous are you? How wonderful are you? Could we remember him and do one of those things of just reflect on his life so that we can be emboldened to love one another? So if you want to take your, your cup, this is very precarious situation. White sweater, let <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I'm just> <laughs> no more, cause it's so hard to open. <sighs> you got it. That first layer off. Now the second. <laughs> Can we just turn to one another as we, as we eat this bread in remembrance of him? Can we remember what he did? We we remember, Lord, you broke your body for us. You loved us even unto death. You showed us the full extent of your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body broken for us. Could we even just toast each other in joy about the blood that was shed for us? The blood that was shed for us that means our salvation? He is our hope. He is our joy. He is the peace. He is the love. Lord, we magnify you. You are marvelous. Your blood shed for us means life everlasting and a new last name, love poured out. We praise you and thank you for your blood and for your love. Thank you, Lord. We remember you and are filled with love. Thank you. Thank you for your love poured out for us. Lord, all of us need your help to change our minds. We think we know how to live, and we don't know the first thing about how to live. We need your help to be people of love, to remember you and remain in you and live in you and follow the way of love. Hey, is there anyone here that that isn't following the way of love, that isn't know Jesus and put their faith in him? there anyone who wants to believe in jesus and live the way of love feel free to come after and talk to any one of us anyone in this room um, can lead us to can lead you to the father but this is the way forward for us and it's a good way right it's the only way everything else is an actual joke and leading to death but he is our life and love our peace our joy so I love being with you this morning. Thank you. I hope we can move forward in love and be blessed in light of all the love the Lord's poured on us. You feel lovey? You're running into His arms of love, <laughs> Sarah. You, you gonna? Merry Christmas. Love you. <laughs>